So what I'm proposing is that we should not look over the fact that agriculture can't be separated from society just because it's important to know about agriculture, but because as we progress as a society, we are running the risk of separating those two. And if we separate those two, the result is almost always catastrophic. So there's four examples I want to point to for this. I'm going to use four different types of, of media to try to prove this point. And I think that when we get through this, you guys will kind of see where I'm coming from. In the past, we've talked about different movies, video games, you know, et cetera, that have agriculture as part of the background. And my guests are always surprised and always excited to see, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. I didn't even notice that. And then now when I watch it, I'm, I'm going to see that kind of stuff. But there's even more to it than that. It's not just that agriculture is in the background of all kinds of movies and shows and TV sh or uh, books or video games or whatever. It's that agriculture is a fundamental role in some movies and video games that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brandon Black, and in today's episode, we're talking all about how agriculture and society can't be separated. Now, I know what you're thinking. Brandon, you talk about this all the time. We've had a tons of episodes talking about how agriculture and society are always connected and how they're never going to be separated. Yeah, I get it. But if you think about it, there is a lot more to the conversation than what we talked about before. You see, let me explain. This episode is just going to be me. I don't have a guest for this. I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys on my own because I thought this was an important topic and it's not one that we need to dive into full detail on or I'll get more into that later, but I wanted to do an episode kind of addressing this topic first of all before we go into the next part of the series. If you've been listening to this mini-series, this, this theory mini-series we've been working on, you might have noticed that it functions almost similar to like an essay. They're, the structure between an essay and this series are very similar, or even like a speech in this series are very similar. You had your intro paragraph, you had your three body paragraphs, each with their supporting evidences, and then you have your conclusion paragraph. The intro was the first episode we did. It was the what is the urban-rural split, you know, what's the history of it? Why does it exist? You know, kind of what's, what are the basic theories behind why it's occurring and what it's going to do for the long-term relationship between urban development and agriculture. Then we had our first body paragraph, which was all about public speaking in agriculture. That was the one we had with uh, our friends from Absolutely Gobsmacked, and it was all about how agriculture and, and public speaking are deeply connected and have had ties throughout history. And how even though the two may not seem related, there seems to be a, a striking lack of interest in both of those, and both of those lacks of interest have caused ramifications throughout society. We did a whole episode on that. That was our first paragraph you know, of the essay, quote-unquote. Then we had the second paragraph, the most recent one, which was the how agriculture and social media have a relationship that has impacted society. It's not so much a positive relationship, but there is a relationship there, and it does have the potential to do a lot of good. We talked about that in our most recent episode of the miniseries. Now we're moving into the third body paragraph. This body paragraph is all about how agriculture and society are not only connected because agriculture founded society and every society has been, bound, has been based on agriculture, 
but this is also going to provide a an ample amount of evidence to suggest that agriculture and society cannot be separated from one another. Not only do they need each other to become what they are, but they need each other to continue to be part of the relationship to stay what they are. And I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, or maybe that's that's obvious, but if you think about it, no society can function without agriculture because it needs food. And agriculture needs civilized people to be able to run it. The two work in almost a symbiotic relationship, and you can't separate one from the other without risk of losing both. Now, there's tons of evidence to support this, and I have a lot to cover, and that's why we're doing four episodes on the evidence to support this part of the theory. This is why I needed one episode, just kind of a shorter one, to really introduce what we're going to be talking about here and what I mean by all of this. So let's jump into it. As you all know, agriculture is the foundation of society. We've talked about this a million times. No need to go back there. And clearly, I support agriculture and the education of it because I think it's important that people understand not only where their food comes from, but how that process happens, everything that goes into producing their food, and why they need to know that is because if you want to function in society, if you want to play your role in in you know progressing society to the point that you see fit a lot of those decisions about how that food is grown is going to rely on you. If you want safe, healthy, affordable food, then you're going to be voting on regulations or you know supporting or not supporting bills or helping out farmers or not helping out farmers. Whatever you want to do, all of those choices are going to impact how that food is grown. And if people aren't educated on that, if they're not taught where their food is grown or, or not taught exactly what goes into the process of it, you run the risk of having a lot of people running around voting on things or making purchasing decisions or building houses or building anything on top of farmland or just completely not caring about it. And I know what you're thinking, you know, if people don't want to learn about agriculture, they don't have to, and that's fine. I, I'm perfectly I'm fine with that. But it's not that they don't want to learn. It's that there's not a whole lot of resources out there for them to learn from. We talked about this with social media in the last episode. We talked about it in previous episodes before, but people have a distinct interest in agriculture. It's just getting that information to them that's, that's the real challenge. And I've noticed that as agriculture has developed, people have become less and less aware of it. And that's a real shame because a lot of the technology being implemented into agriculture can strike great interest in the people that are currently being involved in technology. People talk about how cool drones are, how cool robots are. We have movies dedicated to all, all kinds of different technology without even realizing that technology is real it's just being used on agriculture, or it's being used in the military, or it's being used in the medical field, or it's being used in ways that they are not aware of because it's not right in front of them. So what I'm proposing is that we should not look over the fact that agriculture can't be separated from society just because it's important to know about agriculture, but because as we progress as a society, we are running the risk of separating those two. And if we separate those two, the result is almost always catastrophic. So there's four examples I want to point to for this. I'm going to use four different types of, of media to try to prove this point. And I think that when we get through this, you guys will kind of see where I'm coming from. In the past, we've talked about different movies, video games, you know, etc. that have agriculture as part of the background. And my guests are always surprised and always excited to see, oh yeah, you know, you're right. I didn't even notice that. And then now when I watch it, I'm, I'm going to see that kind of stuff. But there's even more to it than that. It's not just that agriculture is in the background of all kinds of movies and shows and TV sh or uh, books or video games or whatever. 
is that agriculture is a fundamental role in some movies and video games that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Just a couple, just a couple examples I'm going to be using for the evidence of these, of, of the future episodes. Uh, the Good Dinosaur. It's a movie that I've talked about a little bit on here, but not very much. And it's one that I kind of overlooked until one of my guests pointed out to me and said, "Hey, let's do an episode on the Good Dinosaur. I think this will really help out with your mini series that you're working on." And at the time, I was like, "I don't know. We'll we'll see." And we did the episode, and it really opened my eyes to how much that movie tried to prove my message, and it really did. So, the Good Dinosaur is going to be an episode that's coming out soon. Wally. Another perfect example. While Wally is all about, you know, capitalism and, and pollution and, you know, environmentalism, taking care of the planet and all those sorts of things, there's an underlying message there that's saying don't destroy farms, don't eradicate agriculture, because it's not protecting the environment that is the most important part of that. It's having a relationship with the environment. And as I've talked about before, my theory is that humanity you know society civilization's relationship with the environment is through agriculture agriculture serves as that bridge between society and nature and wally kind of proves that point almost perfectly so that's another future episode minecraft a video game that i've talked about very briefly on the show but i have talked about in depth on other people's podcasts like uh like the geekology podcast geekology 101 um it's a, it's a game that is simplistic in its most superficial form, but as you begin to analyze it, you begin to realize there's a lot of ties to this theory once again in there. I mean, in order to build anything in Minecraft that's sustainable, or in order to just you know survive for long periods of time in the game, if you want to create any kind of settlement, the first thing that any Minecraft player could tell you is you need to start a farm. You need to have some kind of sustainable source of food, and it can't just be killing wild animals or just raiding, you know, random villagers' crops. And on that same note, villagers are the only example of civilization that we find anywhere in the game. I mean, we find old abandoned structures that might have belonged to somebody at some point, but the villages are the only remaining piece of society. And guess what's in every single village? Farms. And a farmer, at least. Maybe one or two. These games and shows and movies all serve the same purpose. And there's even more out there. There's actually another episode that we're going to be doing soon with uh, Gemma. We're going to be talking about Outer Worlds, her favorite video game, and how there's farms all over the galaxy that have founded different societies. It's like the Star Wars episode we had back a while, you know, a while back with, with Natasha. There's so much to talk about in terms of the evidence that video games and movies provide us with agriculture and society needing each other. We've seen examples of movies where nature becomes overgrown because society is not there to domesticate it. And we've seen the reverse happen as well. Society over-domesticates, and then nature is either beaten to a pulp and unable to survive, which ultimately kills society, or it comes back with a vengeance. It's having that unique relationship that we have with our land and with our food that ultimately produces a successful society we can't just eradicate our relationship with society just because agriculture is not the forefront of our minds and i'm not saying that it needs to be because everyone needs to be involved in agriculture no no no. that's not my point my point is if you want society to thrive make agriculture a staple in your education not because people need to know about it so they can go into it but because they're aware of the role that it plays especially historically I mean, looking at every civilization that has ever risen and fallen, a big, 
big part of all of their success was having successful sources of food. And a big part of their weakness was having weak sources of food. Agriculture played a staple role in almost every historical event in history, and a lot of the time it gets overlooked. Technology and agriculture were was one of the foundational pieces of the Industrial Revolution. The way that we established our farms and our understanding of agriculture and our understanding of biology and technology and all things that we value today in life all started back on that one little farm that began it all. The first ever civilization that was founded by the first ever farm. Ever since then, agriculture and society have always needed each other. There are many people that'll that'll argue that agriculture, or sorry, the society can't survive without culture. That it is dry, flavorless. That there's no there's no joy in the world without culture, without art, without music, without any kind of self expression. That the world is just gray and there's nothing to it. I'd argue that while that's true. There's an important form of culture that also needs to be present for society to have any level of life, and that's agriculture. I know that sounds cheesy, but I mean, think about it. Agriculture is an art form in a way. We talked about it in, in our Agriculture is Art episode. The way that we raise our crops, the style in which we design to market our, our the fruits of our labor, you know, while it's very scientific and technological, there is a lot of art that goes into it as well. Agriculture is foundational to society, but the two rely on each other to allow humans to propel forward into success. Now, I can go on and on, but like I said, I want the evidence to speak for itself. Over the next four episodes, we're going to be talking about all four of those topics that I had brought up. The Good Dinosaur, WALL-E, Minecraft, and Outer Worlds. And as we analyze each of those, I want you guys to think about just how much agriculture is tied into every bit of our society, and we don't even realize it. But on the same token, every bit of our society is tied into agriculture, whether it be through art and music, through technology, through social interaction. We rely on agriculture just as much as nature relies on us through our domestic process of cultivation. Now, I feel like I've ranted for long enough now, and that there's quite a bit more to say on the topic, but really there's there's not so much to prove off of just conjecture. I think that the strength in this in this argument is going to come mostly from the evidence. And again, while I know this is a bit of a shorter episode, I want you guys to truly understand what I'm talking about as you go through a lot of these topics. So go watch movies, go listen to music, go read books, go play video games, and let me know. Go see if you can find examples of agriculture where you typically wouldn't have thought of it. And again, I'm not saying this because I think everyone needs to know about agriculture, but I think that everyone deserves a right to understand how their civilization was founded and what's keeping it running. And it's not always what you're told it is. So keep an open eye and an open ear. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be exploring this topic a lot more. And I, again, want to structure this kind of like an essay. So I am making this my third point, but it is one of the most important. So I'm making it an extremely long paragraph, but it'll all be worth it in the end, I promise you. And as we finish out that last piece of evidence, that fourth point, we'll be getting into the conclusion paragraph, and then we'll be wrapping up the essay and finishing off the theory episode. And I'm going to do one more episode at the end of all of it, kind of recapping everything we had talked about, everything we learned, kind of like what I'm doing right now, but probably more length. So that being said, 
I think that kind of touches on all the bases I wanted to get to. Like I said, it was a bit of a shorter episode today, but there really wasn't quite as much to talk about. I really wanted to kind of lay the foundation for what the rest of this paragraph, quote unquote, is going to look like and what the evidence is going to going to say. So I want you guys to get excited about the new episodes that are coming out. There are four episodes I've wanted to cover for a while, especially Wally and Minecraft, but I'm ex- super, extremely excited for you guys to hear the Good Dinosaur and the Outer Worlds episodes. They both turned out really great. But that being said, I think that kind of covers everything that I could think of. So thanks again for all your support. I hope you're excited. Keep an ear out. Let me know what you think. And let me know if you find anything in anything else that I missed. And yeah, that kind of covers everything. So hope you t- hope to catch you all next week. And don't forget, if you wait today, thank a farmer. <laughs>